Hello there, George Watkins. It's Friday, and you are welcome to go along with me for a few moments on a journey into the good things of God. What a blessing to get to Friday and enjoy, well, perhaps a day of retirement where you could relax, <laughs> or you may have to do the honey-do list. I'm not sure, but Saturday's here tomorrow. This is Friday, my favorite day of the week. Okay, we're going to jump into a thought today God's given me, and I believe it's a good one, something to elevate and lift and <clears throat> throw us into the future by faith. Amen. I had a uh, dream years ago that spoke to me often <clears throat> because when God gives a dream, it's usually a the beginning of a revelation or a beginning of a of an open understanding to something and in this dream i was coming up a hill uh in the in the in the um, countryside so the hill gradually went up to a top where it had a mounding top and on the top was this very high pole like a tall tall telephone pole now, next to this telephone pole was a long line of people. And I noticed that there was a, a rope or some kind of apparatus hooked to the top of that pole. Well, as I got closer, I began to see that each person would get into a harness or a chair and then they would be pulled back like on a rubber band or something and shot off over the hill and they were gone. Well, I waited my turn and boom, I'm gone. Now, I, I woke up, of course, and <laughs> scratching my spiritual head, I said, okay, God, what you telling me? He says, I'm going to throw you into the future. And you're going to know and see and understand revelation and insight into the things of God. Well, how far into the future? Now I'm talking, I'm not talking about space travel and time travel in the physical sense. I'm talking about understanding the development, the evolution. When I say evolution, it sounds a little scary, but that just means the unfolding develop, the unfolding revelation of Jesus Christ on this earth and into us as people. So <clears throat> With that thought in mind, when I'm talking about being launched into the future, when God gives us an insight, a revelation, uh, an open door to something that wasn't seen before, that's a launch. You are thrown forward into revelation and understanding. So that's what's happening today. Hallelujah. Now, if you haven't signed up or <laughs> subscribed, if you haven't subscribed, do it and you will be blessed. Okay, now, no gloom in this room. That's the theme for today, because we are living in God's front room, and the scripture tell us that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Now, here's some questions I'm gonna ask. We have been doomed, in a sense, by some of our ancient theologians. And that set the pace or the pathway for generations, I mean, centuries of Christians to follow. And it is, in the sense, 
of the God of the Old Testament. Now, much of our the theology goes way back into uh, into uh, the continent of Africa, when that was where the seed of of the gospel came out of. It's the continent of Africa, that whole region of the Mid Middle East, and <clears throat> there were writers and thinkers and uh, theologians that shape our theology, and we still draw from that. Now, some of those fellas got their understanding from culture around them, Plato and some of the philosophers, the godless philosophers, and they brought that into our theology. And they begin to form a picture of God, really Old Testament picture in, in a great sense, that was judgmental and fearful and warlike and don't cross him, he'll cut you off at the ankles and bury you out in the desert. Well, that's kind of like, that's not exaggerated too much. If you look at some of the children of Israel that missed it, how about the, about the thief that stole gold? They buried the whole bunch of them in a, in a chasm that opened up when the earthquake happened, and then they fell into it, and the earth closed on them. Now, that's, that's the God that the Old Testament produces or exhibits. You know, that's not, that's not very far from the God that, that the Muslims worship. And one of the things that impresses and just amazes a, uh, a Muslim person when they come into any contact with Christianity is that God is a loving God, not a warring God. You see the Quran and, and all those teacher teachings that come out of that have an angry God, a warring God, a mean God. You, you know, you better pray five times a day. You're going to break something or kill something. That is not the Christian God, and that is not the God of the New Testament. Now, take a snapshot of, um, of the God of the New Testament. Through the blood of Christ, after the resurrection, John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. For God so loved, he gave his son. Now, <clears throat> for he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, verse 17 says, but that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. Jump over into Romans 8 for a moment, and you'll see a long list of things, height, depth, things present, things to come, on and on and on, that will not separate you from the love of God. So God's a happy God. God's a joyful God. In the presence of the Lord, there is joy. Now, what did he say to the um, obedient servants in the New Testament illustrations? Enter into the joy of the Lord. <laughs> there's no gloom in this room, folks. Well, I know sadness comes and sorrow comes and disappointment comes, and we live in a world that's fractured in so many ways. One of the marvelous things that happens to the believer is that they begin to have an umbilical cord, like a space, you know, person out in space that's working outside of the spaceship. We've seen pictures of them, uh, you know, and in and movies. They've reproduced it in movies 
where they hook an umbilical cord and they can go out and work out there and do their job. We have been hooked into heaven's air. Our umbilical cord through Jesus Christ, we are breathing the air of heaven. <laughs> Rarefied, as the old song says. Rarefied air, that's way up there. Now, what do we do with this simple thought? What do we do with the fact that I'm saying this, there's no gloom in this room, and yet sorrow comes and overtakes us? When we stand up against anything that invades or tries to push in on us, we have the power of heaven, the angelic host, and the word of God, and the strong stance of faith to defend ourselves. If you say nothing, if you capitulate, roll over, cave in, that thing that presses on in on you, whether it's just a, a negative thought or a spirit of gloom, it will overtake you and put you into a frame of thinking that will take you into a bondage. Depression starts somewhere. Depression is a serious matter and it can overtake a person. We had a a young woman, a mother, actually, young mother, come into our church years ago. And she had not been out of her house for two and a half years. Shades pulled. They, they sent groceries in. You know, somebody took care of business. She, had, she was raising a young boy. He was about uh, no 10 then or 11. And he came to Royal Rangers. And uh, that brought her out of the house eventually. And she got delivered from that, but it started back somewhere where she began to shut down, draw away, hide out, gloom came, depression came, and bondage came. There is no gloom in this room, folks. <laughs> now, I've told you about, um, and some of you haven't heard this, uh, <clears throat> dream. Actually, I'm in the, I'm not dreaming now. I'm in, I'm in the, in the spirit as John was in the book of Revelation. <clears throat> Wasn't the Lord's day for me, but it was in the spirit. And he took me to a doorway. And that, that doorway um, on, the, on the door in front of me had a plaque. And it said, Believing Faith Room. Believing Faith Room. Well, you can see where I'm going with this. But as I, he said, open the door. And I opened the door and stepped through into that room. And in that room, it was about 20 by 20 square room with several doors. Now, I saw the door that said salvation. I saw the door that said baptism of the Holy Spirit. I saw another door said healing. Another one said prophecy. Those things I've entered. Those things I know about. Those things I've experienced. Well, I went back there as I meditated again. You see, you can step into that room where there is no gloom, and it's called the presence of the Lord. I'm encouraging. I'm challenging. I'm <laughs> if I had a if I had a foot big enough, I'd put it on your back and shove you in. Now, why? Because the experience of living in that having your umbilical cord hooked into the the air of God, the room of God, the front room of God, the presence of the Lord. You'll be amazed how you can, ex you can go through some serious moments, serious experiences.
family strife, business collapsing, loss of all kinds of stuff. And if you'll keep plugged into that air, the air of heaven, you'll not go into a depression. Amen. So as I went back in that same form of, of that faith venture you take in the spirit, one day I was in that room and, the, the, and one of the walls to the right opened up and a, and a hallway extended as far as I could see, like a telescope unfolding. And on each side of that hallway were doorways. If I had gone far enough, there would have been hundreds of them. And on each door was a plaque. One plaque would say healing. One plaque would say, well, you know, uh, happiness. One plaque would say living waters. I told you I went in there and had an experience. Uh, Once one would say hope. So the Lord said, in these, in behind each of those doors is everything you'll ever need from me. All you have to do is put your hand on the knob by faith, step in and receive that thing that is behind that door. Well, I did that. And one of those doors is joy. In the presence of the Lord, there is joy. Amen. I went into one room that said living waters. And I, when I did, I was instantly kind of in the spirit, you know, in a spiritual experience. Now this is in your, this is in your inward recorder. Your, you know, where you see it on your, on your, on your screen. You know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing in the spirit. I was taken to a Dryad, Washington, a little nothing town, at least in the 40s it was, 1940s. I'm five years old. We had a house on the side of the hill that we rented that was starting a new church again. And um, I was in the back acreage and a little creek ran through the property. And I'm standing in the middle of it in the mud, edge of it where the soft mud, it's summertime, it's warm. And I can feel the warm mud up through my toes. And I experienced a relapse into summertime joy. Five year, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't owe taxes. I didn't have... <laughs> I didn't even have any anything to worry about because I'm five years old. Now you say that sounds silly. Okay, you do it your way. I'll do it my way. But I'm just suggesting there are some things you can do to step into joy. No gloom in this room, folks. You say, well, I don't know. I better not miss something. I better do it right. I better hold my mouth right or God's going to judge me. What kind of God are you serving that he's going to break your leg because you missed a target or you said a bad word or you had a bad thought or, you know, you serve him for five or 10 years and then you skip a, you slip a, a, a cog and, you know, make us make a wrong move and all, you know, hell comes out. You get cancer and a car wreck and everybody. No, come on. That's not God. Stand your ground. You have the joy of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. Now, joy brings strength to the spirit and strength to the soul. Joy will turn your day around. Amen. Now, we're not talking about surface joy where I won the lotto 
and I got a new dog and I got a new hot rod. Well, that's that. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, now that's a little humor, you know. I like hot rods, and that was just a little joke. Got a new hot rod. I got a new girlfriend. Got a new boyfriend. I uh, graduated from college. All those things bring up fluff, you know. And all of a sudden, you've got a uh, you got a high. And joy doesn't come through drugs. Joy doesn't come illicit drugs. Joy doesn't come through alcohol when you take enough to where you're spinning and, you know, you're you're getting happy. They're just a happy drunk. There's no happy drunks. There's drunks that make fools, fools of themselves, but there's no happy drunks. The only happy people are really those who step into that room called the presence of the Lord. So on Friday, let's do it. Let's set aside some time to go into his presence and find the joy of the Lord because there's no gloom in this room, folks. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by. We're going to meet again Sunday night, 6 o'clock. I tell you, some good things are happening on this journey we're on. Quite a number of new people are tuning in occasionally here and there. I'm getting some foreign, uh, some international viewers that's kind of fun i'm excited about that so god's doing what he said he would do he'd spread this spread the word if i'm faithful to do what he called me to do <laughs> and you see it hallelujah we've got over a thousand videos out now and i scratch my head and say it was only god <laughs> it wasn't george amen thank you for your subscriptions your comments your thumbs up and you're sharing this with somebody. My sister told me the other day. She said, "Well, I sh when I get some, when I see something I really like, I share it with my friends." And others of you told me the same thing. So thank you for that. And that goes out to their friends and their friends. So who knows how many are seeing my pretty face every morning? Hallelujah. Love you guys and gals. Thank you for your support in all these ways. And if the Lord's nudging you to send a financial blessing, write down in the show notes, PayPal, or the, the um, post office box will get it to us also. Hallelujah. Until Sunday night, 6 o'clock, we'll be here. You be there, and we'll have a good time together. God bless.